Well, you do not need to be a 911 call taker to know that it can be a very stressful job and put into the mix a bunch of calls that are not actually emergencies. The stress levels can be even higher. Every year, Ecom releases the list of the top 10 nuisance calls. This year, there are some doozies on that list. And joining me to talk more about it is Kayla Butler, communications manager with Ecom 911. Kayla, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having us, Jill. Every year we have this list, we see this list. I know every year uh, many people shake their heads and wonder how this keeps happening. But let's go through the top 10 nuisance calls of 2022. What uh, are some of the calls that were on that list? Absolutely. So, of course, topping the list this year, we have um, someone that called in because the nozzle wasn't working at the gas station. So, you know, they paid for their gas, they went to pump it. Unfortunately, it's nothing's coming out. Very, very frustrating, Jill, I can only imagine. But of course, that is not an emergency situation. That's not a reason to dial 911. You know, hang on to your receipt, call the phone number that's on at the gas pump itself, or, or of course, go ahead and make that consumer complaint after the fact. But please don't dial 911. That is not a concern that the police can help you out with. Um, some other calls that we had on the list this year, you know, having a flat tire, um, people playing basketball in a public court at nighttime. That, of course, you know, if it's a noise concern, can be directed to the bylaw office. Um, someone wasn't picking up after their dog. Lots of the calls on the list this year, Jill, have much more appropriate resources that people can turn to. They're going to get help faster, of course, because they're not dialing 911 and then being redirected. And, of course, they are not taking up those critical emergency resources from people who could be in life or death situations. And looking at those calls and those ones that you just outlined, and people might think that those are the most ridiculous, but this top 10 list goes on. Uh, number five on the list, somebody was using their garbage bin. Was that somebody that called in because somebody was using their bin, say they had a bin outside their home or in the alley and someone called 911? That's right, Jill. And, and of course, certainly not a reason to dial 911. I'm going to stress that a little bit further. That's not even a reason to call the police and on emergency lines. Unfortunately, the police aren't going to be able to help in this situation. But a really appropriate resource for that is, again, to dial your city bylaw office. Reach out to them if they have an online reporting tool. Uh, if you're located in the city of Vancouver, either your business or residential, of course, you can dial 311. Um, one thing that we're really noticing a lot, Jill, it's becoming increasingly concerning is the amount of people that are dialing 911, whether it be from this top 10 list or, or other calls, and right off the gate, they're saying, hey, I know this isn't an emergency, but, and mm -hmm. it's very clear, Jill, that in a lot of these situations, people know they need help, and they just don't know where to call. So there is a really fantastic list of alternative resources on Ecom's website, that's nonemergency.ca, that'll outline some really fantastic, appropriate places to call in a lot of these situations where you know you need help, but the police are simply not the best resource for you. Right, and that's also kind of concerning, isn't it? That if somebody's starting the call saying, hey, I know it's not an emergency, but they've not obviously taken the time to find those other numbers. Maybe they couldn't find those other numbers, but what are the concerns then when somebody is doing that and taking up that time with a call taker at the e-comm center? 
Absolutely, and, and it's important to recognize that ECOM handles 99% of the province's 911 calls. So if our call takers are answering, you know, even 1% of the 2.1 million calls that we answered last year are nuisance calls or, or inappropriate reasons to dial 911, that is a lot of critical resources that are being diverted from people who are facing life or death situations, they're critically ill, they're critically injured, there's a crime in progress, it's taking away resources from those people experiencing those true emergencies, uh, and it's taking away our ability to help them as quickly as possible. So again, really critical that people keep these 911 call lines free. If you're experiencing a life or death emergency, a crime in process, the really big key factor to remember is, do you need immediate response? And that's immediate response from police, fire, or ambulance. If there's a time delay and it is a police matter, then certainly look at deferring to either online crime reporting or the non-emergency lines. And like we've chatted about quite a bit, sometimes it's not even a police matter and, and maybe an appropriate resource is, is better found on that non-emergency website. And what about when somebody calls in, and I'll use another example from the list. So number 10 on the list of calls that are not emergency calls was someone cut in line at a car wash. So if a call taker gets that call, they do have to take it seriously, don't they, in that maybe somebody's in a dangerous situation, maybe somebody's trying to get attention and they're saying this in a way. They do have to take it seriously until they prove it's not, don't they? Absolutely. Our call takers are trained inside and out. You have to treat every single call like it is a genuine emergency until you've taken the time to determine that it is not. And it can be as simple as asking a couple of questions. Are you safe? Is anybody telling you what to say? Uh, but to your point, Jill, I think we all are familiar with, you know, the, the pepperoni pizza story where a caller in, I believe it was in the U.S., called in, you know, pretending to order a pepperoni pizza. And, and the call taker, who, of course, is well-trained, started to pick up on some of those cues. Our call takers have very much the same training. They're listening to background noises. They're asking those questions. If somebody calls in and says, hey, someone cut in line at the car wash, our call taker is starting to think, okay, is there something else here? And that's part of why these calls to 911, when they aren't emergency situations, are so detrimental because you're taking that time and space. The call taker has to spend that time with you to check in, make sure that you're okay before they can let you go and move on to that next potentially life or death emergency call. Are there any repercussions then when it's deemed that, yes, this is somebody legitimately calling because they had a flat tire or one of the other calls, uh, they were complaining that children were drawing with chalk at a playground. When the call taker is sure that it's not something more dangerous or it's not something more serious, what happens at that point? Do they explain to the person on the line, this is not an emergency, here's why you shouldn't call? Or is there, there any, what else happens at that point? So at that point, Jill, our call takers, their biggest priority is moving on to that next 911 call. That could be that life or death situation. So yes, of course, a quick explanation of, you know, this isn't an appropriate reason to dial 911. Um, if it is a police situation, of course, the, the call taker will advise, you know, please disconnect and call back on the non-emergency lines um, or, you know, call bylaws or what have you. But getting that caller off the line as quickly as possible, once they have determined, of course, that it's not an emergency, that's the very first step and, and will always be the primary job of an e-com call taker. From my perspective, of course, my job is to have these conversations with people like yourself and spread this public education so that the general public really do know what 911 lines are for, what non-emergency lines are for, and then of course if you need help and you just don't know where to go, uh, what are those alternative resources that you can turn to? 
All right. And Kayla, I wanted to ask you as well, the number of calls that came into 911 in all of 2022, more than 2 million calls, a very, very busy year. Is that a record? And were the number of nuisance calls, do you know if that number was up as well? Well, so that is, I, you know, we hate to say record-breaking or anything like that because, of course, that, that means that more people are having emergencies every year, but it is a, a bigger number of calls, two point, more than 2.1 million, uh, about 2%, just under 2% more than we answered last year. So, yes, it is more calls than, than we have answered in the past. Uh, we don't keep record of how many nuisance calls we handle because that means an extra step for the call taker to process and record that call type. Uh, but what I can say is every call taker that works at Ecom knows what these calls are like. They answer, you know, at least a couple of them every single day, every single shift that they're working. So I really do want to take a moment to acknowledge our call takers who are such profound professionals and as frustrating as answering a call like this can be. Every single one is treated like an emergency and with the utmost professionality. And I just wanted to take a moment to call that out as well. Oh, absolutely. It uh, can't be an easy job. And uh, like you said, they're, they're highly trained and are dealing with this all the time. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us and for talking more about this today. Appreciate it. Thank you again for having us.